This is your classical break, your daily dose of classical music. I'm Tyler Alderson, and today we'll be listening to a set of two nocturnes that Chopin wrote. They're often called his Opus 27 Nocturnes. Opus is just a way of organizing a composer's works. No form is more associated with Chopin than the nocturne. He wrote 21 of them. And they are not only some of his most popular pieces, but some of the most popular pieces in the solo piano repertoire, period. He published them in small sets, two or three apiece, and this set was the third, published when he was 27. These two are often held up as the height of his nocturne writing, and feature many of the characteristics that have made Chopin's nocturnes so popular. The Nocturne, as you might guess from the name, is a piece associated with the night, or at least inspired by it, and it has actually been used to describe a variety of different pieces. Many composers wrote nocturnes as a sort of a serenade, pieces meant to be played by a small ensemble during an evening party. They would usually be played later in the night, so they were often a bit calmer than serenades and other party pieces, more suitable to the winding down of the party than the winding up. The first composer to write nocturnes for solo piano was an Irishman named John Field, who lived much of his life in Russia. While he's not a very prominent composer today, he had many fans in the early 1800s, including Liszt, Mendelssohn, and Chopin. His nocturnes, which often featured a voice-like solo melody supported by lower chords or arpeggios, set the standard for what the nocturne would become. Throughout his early career, Chopin was often compared to Field in his style of playing, so it's only natural that he would have started writing nocturnes as well. And ironically, since Chopin's fame has surpassed that of the older composer, you'll sometimes hear people say now that Field is Chopin-esque rather than the other way around. These pieces bear all the hallmarks of a Chopin nocturne, a dreamlike melody floating above a complex harmonic accompaniment, sometimes laid back, sometimes dramatic, but always highly expressive and emotional. The melodies are often reminiscent of an opera or a song, which gives them a very personal feel. And you'll hear the way Chopin exploits musical tension, like a note held just a bit longer than you'd expect, or a melody landing on a dissonant note before resolving and then moving on. The first one starts out with a stark contrast. There's a low rumbling accompaniment to a high and tender melody, so far apart from each other that they seem to be two different things entirely. It's slow, somewhat dreamy, but not necessarily calm, more like restless sleep than a peaceful night. The second is a bit more relaxed and features a meandering melody that gets put through increasingly complex variations throughout the piece. Both are examples of the dramatic tension and contrast that mark a lot of Chopin's music. They're reflective in spots, somewhat fiery even in others, and the tempo is very free, pushed slower or faster depending on the feel of the passage. Here's Luke Faulkner with the first one and Frank Levy with the second of Chopin's Opus 27 Nocturnes.
that's one of the things that's so beautiful about these Chopin nocturnes and about many of his nocturnes. There's this sense of beautiful calm that comes towards the end of a lot of them. It's almost like someone drifting off into sleep. Thanks to Luke Faulkner and Frank Levy for putting those up on museopen.org. And thank you for listening. If you have the chance, please rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're getting it. I'm Tyler Alderson, and tomorrow for your classical break, we'll be starting on Bourdine's first string quartet. I'll see you then.